ังไทยรักไทยนำนโยบายแล้วทำได้ทั้งสิ้นหนึ่งในโลกนี้ต้องพักสินนำไทยทั่วทิ้งมุ่งสู่จุดหมายโชคดีคนไทยทั้งชาติได้ผู้นำฉลาดวิสัยทัศน์ความไกลพักสินไม่ใช่เจ้านายแต่เป็นผู้รับใช้คนไทยทั้งแผ่นดิน Hello and welcome back to the show. We've got a very special episode today, a two-parter on a subject that we've been meaning to cover for a while, and that is taxin and the red shirt movement. Mm-hmm. And sadly, Samai couldn't join us today, but we do have our honorary third mic, our time <laughs> record contributor. What are we calling you? What's what's like your uh, pseudonym today? <laughs> uh. <laughs> It's up to you. Okay, okay. Jeff Kong. What do you want? What do you want to be called? Gong, Gong, Gong. Okay. Yeah. So Gong, welcome back. Thank you very much for having me. And thank you for being here. So um, mm-hmm. let's get into it. I mean, I've I've always struggled with Taksin, mm-hmm. uh, and just for those who may be unaware, Taksin Shinawat was the Prime Minister of Thailand from 2001 to 2006, and is without a doubt one of the biggest figures ever to loom over the country, up there with the monarchy. He was, of course, ousted by a coup, uh, which spawned the yellow shirt red shirt divide and really defined Thai politics for, well, including when he got elected for decades. Um, very generally speaking, that divide as well was between the upper class urban elite and the rural poor. Speaking very generally, um, and you know, politically speaking, Taksin is. Definitely a very complicated character. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, I've always struggled to kind of have a good take on him and his rule. But um, generally, I want to get your opinion on this Gong. Generally, I, I land somewhere around like he wasn't a great guy, but he was demonized for the wrong reasons. Would, would you kind of agree with that? <laughs> um, maybe, maybe not for the wrong reason, but oh. but for some reason, you know, like because he he either can be. Nice or can be demon at the same time, you know, <laughs> depending on the benefit he 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 seek. You know. See, even we don't fully agree, and we're like always on the same page about everything. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> All right, let's let's get into it, into the life of Taksin, and then next week we'll talk about the red shirt movement. Um, so, right, he was born in 1949 to a wealthy. Bourgeoisie family of Thai Chinese business owners, mm-hmm. and they were one of the richest families in Chiang Mai, right at the time. Yes. Yeah. One and, of and them. Also, yeah, sure. They, they have <laughs> um, a theater. They have a movie theater. Yeah, yeah, and a bunch of like smaller businesses as well. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. And also, they had like the royal Nat Chiang Mai blood as well, right? Yeah, yeah. Which I, I is quite significant. So. I think it was on his maternal side. And um, I, if anybody doesn't know, the Nat Chiang Mai family are the former rulers of the Lana Kingdom, mm-hmm. which was an independent kingdom from Siam until it was merged later mm-hmm. on. So that you know, this is royal blood fr- mm-hmm. going through his veins, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, his dad was an MP as well for Chiang Mai in the 70s, but I couldn't find out much information about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That his dad. Was was an MP, but but For, not the uh, not the you know like the the main and influential one, like okay. just a normal one. From but what do you know what party it was or whose side he was kind of on? Uh, back then it was it was kind of complicated, you know. Like even we know what party and what 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 side back then. Maybe from now, maybe it it could right. be misinterpreted, you know. So so 
Uh, I think his political life, uh, you could say that he he made his own way to politics. Yeah, and we'll we'll talk about that later. That he changed the Thai political landscape um, mm. kind of significantly forever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, But I guess just to go back to his childhood, he um, he went to Montford College in Chiang Mai. Shout out to my friends who also went there, mm-hmm. and um, he became. Uh, well, you you didn't go there, did you? Not briefly. No, I didn't go in. No, okay, I my bad. I didn't. <laughs> um, he, um, so he became a police officer briefly uh, after graduating, before going to study in the USA in Kentucky and then Texas, where he earned a doctorate in criminal justice, which is mm-hmm. pretty ironic given his policing policies, which would. Come into play later. Um, on return to Thailand, he uh, joined the police again, and then he married. From, from what I can gather, like he married into a high-ranking police family, right? Yes, yes. And yes. then, like, shot up the ranks really quickly. Uh, you could say that. You could say that. But but he's yeah. not. He's not in the like. What could I say? Like main police force in Thailand. No, he's right. not like a really cop, you know, like a cop, right. cop. You know, he he was he was a lecturer at the police academy. That's right. Uh, like, yeah. like yeah, like police cadet academy. Like here mm-hmm. in 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 Thailand, we have like police cadet. So because that yeah. the police system, they have been adopted from from the military system from at first. Mm-hmm. But uh, I like to add something that he was uh, in the armed force preparatory school. Like like mm. the uh, like like pre cadet school, you know. So that that pre cadet school uh, consists of the four forces: uh, the army, navy, air force, and the police. Uh, unlike yeah. unlike internationally, you know, uh, they include police into the armed force in Thailand. So Taksin got uh, some kind of, you could say that it's a cultural uh, status. Or cultural capital from 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 those pre cadet thing because like mm. you know when you said like you have your um, what what year are you graduated from from the pre cadet thing so, so you can you can tell your friend in in your own circle that okay I come from the place that you know right. can be accepted. it's like a little club it's like a little badge of honor yeah that's right yeah. so like like in one way to be elite in Thailand you know that. One way to earn it is to be in to the build your social school. capital. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, so while he was still a police officer, he decides to get involved in business, and he opens. I'm guessing off the back of his father's capital, he opens and takes over several businesses with his wife, and like a silk shop, a cinema, apartment buildings, and these were all massive failures. And I gather he went into quite deep personal debt at first. Mm-hmm. And then this is where he really starts to get into his, you know, future career. He starts renting out computers mm-hmm. and communications technologies to the police department, mm-hmm. where he's actually working, which is pretty sus. Mm-hmm. And he starts making, you know, some decent money off of that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's quite a clear conflict of interest here, but at the same time, it's pretty normal for Thailand. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah. And uh, so he founded around this time. It was in uh, 1986. He founded AIS, which is Advanced Info Service. Um, originally, it was a computer rental company, and today it is one of the biggest communications companies in Thailand. <laughs> so, yeah. 
Um, so that was in 86. In 87, he resigns from the police to focus on business. And he gets into kind of anything electronic communication related, right? So like he first made money off of pages, like decent mm-hmm. money from pages. Um, he also bankrolled uh, a bunch of like Lacans, like Thai dramas, you know, which were, right. I think they were quite successful, right? Yeah, they were quite successful on that, on yeah. that, on, 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 at that time, because like the television, like color television, right. really popular at that time. So, uh-huh. and then like ads and things, you know. Mm. So um, this is kind of the story of Texan's life. Like he always, he seems to be in the right place at the right time pretty often. Right. Um, and so, yeah, he kind of grows into this kind of tycoon figure, opening mm-hmm. up all kinds of businesses. He ends up getting a TV channel, a satellite company, you know, and this is that ver- uh, vertical integration stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, a private university he opened. I think that was a bit later. Um, mm-hmm. And then he uh, opened the telecommunications data company, TOT, which is also a behemoth today, right? Mm-hmm. Um and so this is kind of around the time that mobile phones and personal computers come around. He's really the first guy to have investments and to jump on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and AIS uh, was—I'm uh, not sure. I didn't get a—I t- didn't get a sense of when this was, but AIS became the biggest phone provider in Thailand by quite some way. It was pretty much a monopoly. I yeah, think, in the 90s. yeah. It was—it was pretty much. Um, so yeah. You know, Taksim rises to this kind of big shot tycoon guy, and obviously he's making a lot of political and military connections, which mm-hmm. will serve him very well later. Mm-hmm. Um, and just just kind of to underscore this, you know, he invested in all these communications companies in the late 80s and 90s. And so with that explosion of consumer technologies, you know, like right. I said before, phones and the Internet, he made mm-hmm. an absolute shitload of money. And yes. gained a shitload of influence as well, like almost unimaginable. Like we haven't had a comparable technological boom since then in the economy, mm-hmm. right? Um, so yeah, most of these uh, companies and these ventures eventually were consolidated into the Shin Corporation, which becomes quite significant later on. Right. Um, and then we should really get into his entry into politics. And this is where it all starts to get a bit murky mm-hmm. and I start to struggle to understand it. Um, so he was very close with this guy Chamlong uh, <laughs> Um <laughs> and he was like uh, he was um, famous for the Black May protest, right? He was the leader who ended up going on TV with Bumipon, and you know, yes, that's right, yeah, yeah. Um, so you know, he was a prominent politician, former general, and um, Chamlong was the head of the Palang Tam Party. Yes. And they were kind of a populist Buddhist nationalist party. Is that right? Yeah, you could say that. something you like that. Because like kind he, he believes in in like peace, you know, like yeah, in know, this like, kind of notion, this very conservative yeah. Thai Buddhist notion of yeah, ahimsa. Yeah. You ever heard that word? Like ahimsa, it means like you know, like it. Thai people usually compare it with Gandhi's, you know, like something right, like right. Mm-hmm. This is like the white shirts which came during the red yeah. and yellow shirt shit. Yeah. yeah, like civil disobedience, those kind. You know, Jamlong was was into the, those kind of of thing of politics. Well, it's and kind of ironic as well because like a lot of the guys in the party were former military generals. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just a gimmick, you know. Like Thai yeah, politics yeah, yeah. is about gimmick. Was you know of back course. then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, and yeah, so he made Taksin foreign minister in 94, right? That's and, right. Um, 
that didn't last very long. Um, but I think he got booted after about three months, something like that. Yeah, yeah, not 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 a very long time, but that's a yeah. big step in his political career. Yeah. Um, so it kind of thrust him into the spotlight politically. Mm-hmm. And um, he, he ended up being in this position, right, of a kind of political power maneuverer, which, mm-hmm. to be honest, is really what Thai politics was all about in the 90s, like party hopping, coalition mm-hmm. forming, influence sharing, stuff right. like that, right? Um, so it's important to remember that, like, these are the boom times economically in Asia yeah. and particularly in Thailand and foreign capital is just pouring into the country mm-hmm. and it's rapidly industrializing and those invested in capital are becoming way richer than they could have even imagined. Mm-hmm. Um, spoiler alert, it doesn't last much longer. <laughs> um, and, um, and yeah, all of the parties uh, at this time, they're, they're all the parties of capital. This is the... Uh, Fuck, what's it called? The the Fukuyama thing. This is this is a this is a the end, end of history, history. era, mm-hmm. right? Um, and the only squabbles seem to be about who gets to sit on the throne or under mm-hmm. the throne. Sorry. Um, <laughs> so the share, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> Taksin manages to become deputy prime minister mm-hmm. in the Pat Kwam Wang Mai coalition. Yeah. Like, yeah. New hope. It means new hope. Kwam Wang Mai. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then someone had the bright idea to force the floating of the Thai baht on the foreign exchange markets. Now, I don't even know what that means exactly. Mm-hmm. I have a mm-hmm. vague sense. Um, but, you know, I understand that is how you make Tom Yang Gong. So yeah. do you want to explain That's that? That's right. Yeah, it, it's like, I think it's like, uh, it's like the, you, you try to, to mess with the exchange rate you know, between the US dollars and, and, and Thai baht. You know, back, back then in 1997, there, there was a crisis that, that, uh, that the value of the, of the Thai baht is very strong, you know, and it, it, too it is yeah, too strong at some point. Yeah, and because they were doing a lot of exports, right? Yeah, they were doing a lot of exports. Yeah, I think if you briefly go, go back into some kind of context, you know, like before okay. that, as you can say that the Thai economy was very boom, you know, as uh, back then, like post-World War II, 1947, like uh, the U.S. tried to make friends with us, you know, like to support us to of be course. a capitalist country. <laughs> and uh, they... Uh, accommodate and support us to create the uh, like economic council like national economic council that that Sarit, uh tried to make the uh, economic and political plans in every every decade you know like and and now so on and on like uh, we try to catch with the agriculture and try to export the agricultural products and make some profit about that Moreover, we, you know, like when we go further, we know that this doesn't really work out because like uh, a country like Vietnam, Laos, Cambodia, you know, like around us or maybe in Africa, in South America too, they can do it a lot more than us and with the less cost, you know, in a cheaper um, and because we are in a middle middle income country, right? So. Our salary is not so high, but it's not that low. But compared to India, Bangladesh, South Africa, region, South American, like they were much cheaper, like half, half cheaper. So they can, they can invest on those countries and gain more like profit. 
So why would they uh, invest on our country? So we have a plan to turn into the industrial country from agricultural one. So at that point, at one point, as you said, that the telecommunication business, uh, uh, the business on banking, right? The Sopon Panit family, they were Chinese investor too, you know, like, and they go, comes back around from Thailand and China. Um, and also Jelawanon CP um, mm-hmm. and today's Bia uh, Chang, you know, Chang yeah, Bia, yeah, yeah. yeah, that guy too, you know, like they, they, they were originated from, from that time. And Taksin was later in the kind of business. So those elites back then were in You're talking the, like early 80s, right? Yeah, early, from, from, from the 60s to the 80s. You okay. know, they, they, they were there before Taksin. And yeah. they tried to elevate the status by marrying a higher elite couple. You know, like, so mm. you, 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 you will make yourself be on the same page or be on you're, the same... You're talking about literal marriages, right? Yeah, right. So, so, yeah. Yeah, so, something like that. So, so it makes them an elite too. So not yeah. only economically, but on a social status quo or whatever, you know, like, but, but Taksin is later and he, he I, I, I was pretty sure that he has the same plan because he married mm. to, to the, uh, the daughter of the higher police chief. I think it was, like she that. was a sister actually, but yeah. 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 You know, so like, like, like yeah. those things, you know, like, yeah. and, and, and he was right, you know, he was right on, on the right. It horse. worked. Yeah. yeah. It, 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 it kind of worked. It kind of worked back then. Uh, I, I think he, if there was a polit- Thai politics t- uh, textbooks, you know, like the procedure to get into the top of yeah. the power, maybe he follows <laughs> that book. Yeah, yeah uh, <laughs> he, he followed, followed that how to pretty well, you know, and yeah. and it's kind of it's kind of been success, but later it's too much success. So people from 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 their own club try to kick him out because he's taking too much of the cake. Well, let's, we'll get to that in a minute. For yeah, sure. we'll get but, to that um, in a minute. But, but okay. For, but to the set pom- the stage with the Tom Yang Kung, yeah. which is the financial <laughs> crash. I don't think I even mentioned that. People yeah. like, you know, why are you talking about soup? But yeah. Yeah. You know, like uh, later on, like uh, before and after the 1997 uh, crisis, you know, a lot of business people, you know, were crashed and they were broke instantly because of the, uh, the, the exchange rate uh, the value of the bot has been like uh, deducted like half Wiped half, yeah. yeah, like like a lot. So okay, l- let's make it easy. Like a lot of people going poor, mm-hmm. but not Taksin. He's, <laughs> he's like two times richer, like at least two times richer from that. Looks like double his his money. Well, whenever there is a crash, there's always a certain class of people who do get richer from the crash. You know? Yeah. And, and you think there will be someone to tell him like when to buy and when to sell, you know, like that. Uh, we can talk about that as well, because Sutep, um, <laughs> quite early on, mm-hmm. uh, Sutep, who we'll get into in the next episode, probably, mm-hmm. who was a longtime adversary of Taksin. Mm-hmm. Um, in 97, Sutep accused him of profiting from insider information from that. Yeah. Uh, right. decision to float the Thai bot on the exchange market. I didn't even know it was true or not, you know, but yeah, he's kind of he's that, kind of very rich yeah. after that. So he 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 stand Maybe. up like 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 a lot of people go back home, you know, like like a middle class like 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 me, you know, who who work in Bangkok and have the hometown in, you know, like in the northern part, northeastern yeah. or the south, you know, like they have to go back home to 
do self-sufficient yeah, economy. Yeah, farm. That's yeah. what happened. I, I think we should really try and underscore this. Like, mm-hmm. after the crash, like, it was unbelievable devastation like it compared to say the 2008 crash in in the west like th- this was this was way rougher than that way mm-hmm. rougher uh it was unbelievably devastating to like you say middle class lower middle class people mm-hmm. um who had really just about that 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 even that class was quite a newly formed class right mm-hmm. there hadn't really been a well-established middle class in thailand mm-hmm. um until you know not too many years before and then it was kind of like wiped out overnight and mm-hmm. you would see like uh well i wasn't there at the time maybe you <laughs> can tell us but like you know you would see middle class people just selling everything from their home on the street before they moved back to the family farm or something like that right. in Bang- from bangkok right yeah because like things were like worthless you know like yeah. if you've been to uh, uh, Sathorn, you will see like Sathorn mm-hmm. unique building. You know, like that that building was beautiful. Yeah, yeah, but 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 abandoned building it, it, in Sathorn. Yeah, it's been abandoned until today. Yeah, and, yeah, it's and like the be... most expensive area in the whole country. Yeah, right. Yeah. And 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 you will see like ironically, you will see like iPhone ads, like yeah. a very big <laughs> iPhone ad one like attached to that building, like with the abandoned one. Like it's kind of yeah. it's kind of ironic. Okay, so. After the Tom Yong-gung crash, Taksin takes a very short seeming break from, from politics. He joins the Carlyle group. I just want to briefly mention that because mm-hmm. he did 9-11. Um, if you want to look into the Carlyle group and their connections to maybe the Bush family mm-hmm. and the Bin Laden family, something to look into for our inquisitive, uh, inquisitive listeners. Um, but this is, this is uh, really cementing his businessman influence peddler status overseas joining the carlisle group which is um just google it i i don't want to do a whole thing about the carlisle group they terrify me um also this podcast is also funded by the carlisle group and um (laughs) and so he returns i don't know if he actually left but he 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 returns to thai politics and he founds the thai rack thai party Mm -hmm. um now, this is an incredibly important political party still today. And I think I think the best way to describe it is it's kind of like quite a big, broad coalition. You have two main components in, 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 in at the top of the party. You have kind of two main components. One is people like Taksin, the very wealthy, typically well-connected and experienced, politically experienced uh, kind of class. And then he also brought in a bunch of the old comrades from the communist insurgency to help him mm-hmm. with policy, right? Mm-hmm. Is that, I've mm-hmm. got that right, yeah? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like like uh, Mr. Poom Tham Chai, you know, he was yes, a key yes. person. But and until now, you know, he, he's still in the key person of, mm. of him. So there was this kind of very strange alliance between these two kind of camps in the Thai Rak Thai party. And you have to remember the communist insurgency ended in uh, 89, right? So 83. this is, they're, they're kind of looking for their place in politics, the former leaders of this insurgency. And seemingly Thai Rak Thai or Taksin, he kind of said to them like, look, you help me design policies for the rural working class, for the rural peasants, and I will I will I will carry some of them out for you, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. and they they took that deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but because I think I think there there are there are fractions in 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 the Communist Party, you know, back yeah. then. Like if if you would 
if if I could just put put that way that you know like Thai Communist Party was not Marxist but Maoist. Yeah. Well, Marxist, Maoist, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, something like that. It was it was organized. You know, firstly organized by the Chinese Communist Party. So it's not really, not really like a textbook, like leftist. It's not like an org. It wasn't an organic, such yeah, an organic yeah. uh, compared it's, to some of the others in the world. Yeah, some of them want to form a uh, proper party and be in power by election, but some of them want to uh, use the uh, forest uh, strategy. If you ever heard, yeah. like, like ba lom bung, you know, like mm-hmm, forest mm-hmm. Uh, surround the city or something like yeah. that. That strategy, but uh, but some of them. You know, do want to form a party, no matter what, and it seems like they they have no choice. Right after, uh, they they went out of the forest, you know, yeah. and they some of them were sent to the United States and grants uh, fund uh, to study, uh, you know, PhD doctorate and comes back mm. to be a professor. Uh, some of them were like, you know, be in some business sector, and they some of them still have a dream to be politicians, and yeah, and may, maybe some are some are the fucking vice speaker in the <laughs> parliament is a former comrade, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like a lot of them were were former comrade. Now they either be in the conservative side, you yeah. know, like a very like maybe you 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 call them like authoritarian side, military side. Yeah, yeah. and some of them are still in in Thai Lak Thai Party. And yeah. and now Pua Thai Party, and they they were like pro capitalist, like neo liberalist party, mm-hmm. and and they still mm-hmm. were in that because they were not kind of really into economic, you know, like system or economic determination. I, I think like, there's there's this kind of important. I think like maybe some people will be quite confused of how that kind of ended up happening, mm-hmm. but I I, I kind of want to throw this concept out there for people who might not get it, which is that of like the embarrassed comrade, the embarrassed communist, right? Mm-hmm. Like. The, the Thai Communist Party was so utterly defeated and the movement was so utterly destroyed mm-hmm. that those who were granted amnesty, who survived the insurgency, really came out of it feeling like we've just wasted 20, 30 years. <laughs> and, and they were humiliated, right? But they still mm-hmm. were, you know, quite well educated, quite in touch with the people, if you like. Mm-hmm. And they wanted, they, they wanted to use that and mm-hmm. they abandoned the dream, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, yeah. It's like one of your comrade, you know, saying that uh, the former deputy prime minister, you know, one he he was in the forest too. He was a member of the communist party, and he said like, oh, now he he's not the leftist anymore, you know, like, uh, and you know, I I would say that he maybe he was never a leftist, you know. <laughs> Yeah. He was never because, like, back then people were like teenagers, you know, and they go into forests because they they don't have any choice. But maybe they're not into like uh, economic uh, equality mm. or economic, uh, you know, like all 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 the all of the leftist ideology at all. Maybe they were not they were never into that, but they mm. were they did that because of their maybe their struggle and they want some place in, in, in Thai politics. But now later on the Thai Rock Thai party, it was a new party, right? Mm-hmm. But it's a new party with the new leaders, with the, without, you know, like, I, I wouldn't say without, but with less 
consequences from from the old party like the Thai Democrat Party, you know, yeah. or or Palang Tham or Kwam Bang Mai, because there there were those. It was parties, a clean slate, right? Yeah, yeah, something like yeah. It, it was it was quite clean. So maybe they they think it is a great opportunity to design the policy, as you said, like and some policy were like a, a universal healthcare. Yeah. It was like a. Uh, village funds, you know, it's and the the debt moratorium as well is quite important for farmers. Yeah, um, yeah, and 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 this this is like I think these are similar to what you would call it socialist policy. Yeah, you know, like, absolutely. Right. Yeah. So it it is okay. So maybe you work with Taksin, and he is a capitalist uh, with a neoliberal. Mine or whatever, but you still get these policy done. Yeah. So maybe with the name of the capitalist leader like Taksin, but you can still have your own policy and be a key person who 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 determine how the future of Thailand would be. So it it it's worth it, <laughs> you know. Maybe it is and it's worth me- it. in their minds, yeah. And I I wanted to kind of make a secondary point, which is that. For the God, how many years would it have been? So the the revolution was in thirty two. So it would have been like sixty, sixty, seventy years. In mm-hmm. the sixty, seventy years since since uh, the revolution, since thirty two, there ha- there hadn't been anybody who really tried to activate the mm-hmm. peasant working class, the rural working class, in a in a parliamentary political way. Mm-hmm. Nobody had really appealed to them before, right? And The the genius of Tyrak Thai was oh these people can can vote and mm. if we give them policies that they want like like the ones you just described they will vote for us and there are a lot of them and they and there will be a reliable a reliable um, voting camp or whatever and mm-hmm. and it, it's genius you know it worked perfectly and yeah. in 2001 Tyrak Thai obliterated the opposition mm-hmm. in their first ever elections. Which was a national election, and you know it's actually really worth looking at the electoral map. I put it on that doc that I shared with you. Mm-hmm. Like you can see, the the rural areas are just red, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and even Bangkok actually, like large areas of Bangkok went for yeah. direct eye as well. Yeah, uh, uh, they won two hundred and forty eight out of five hundred, so it guarantees them. To be a government, you know. Bearing in mind, there's like not one opposition, not one party, party. like fucking twenty other opposition yeah. parties, which will they're, divide. It, they're so. sure there will be coalition, but yeah, they they, they have succeed from that, and you know, like at first, I, I would like to add that it, it it's not he he was not a populist at first, you know, like he 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 doesn't really play on the popularity game with the people, you know, like uh, at first before the two thousand one election. You know his uh, election campaign was about the policy, like the serious one, like how to transform Thailand, how to reform Thailand out of the uh, bureaucratic polity, like bureaucracy state into the more like democratized and and will be, uh, like more fair to the uh, more egalitarian. Yeah. yeah, yeah, more egalitarian on both economic and political side. You know, like because mm. back then, as, as we said that. Uh, like the business elite were like try to incorporate with uh, the government in order to yeah. monopolize uh, those uh, resource and power with them. 
you know. But but Taksin, maybe I think he he knows how to how how to conduct his mission. You know, not only just to gain, but you know, like maybe not lie to the people, but maybe I'll use this word like throw them a bone. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, throw them a bone to let though that okay. If you vote for me, you know you'll get something. Maybe not something all of material it. as yeah, well. Something you know. material, something that something tangible that you you, yeah. you can touch. You know, like maybe you you like twenty percent richer, but you feel like okay, at least I got. It's better than nothing than before. And and the the really wild thing is that like no one had done this before. It's yeah. so wild, you know. Yeah. And this is this is uh, this is in two thousand and one. You know. Yeah. Someone finally thought, oh, let's actually give people something if they vote for us, something yeah. material. You know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so um, I I also wanted to ask you, Gong, like, do you remember when this happened? Like in two thousand one, like you were around. You were you were in the north as well, actually. So, kind of, what was the atmosphere like for like? I mean, I mean, I guess I guess for your family, I'm I'm assuming here a little bit, but like. You feel like oh we finally got one of our guys we finally got someone who represents the north who represents the, yeah they know. thought that but but sadly because back then I was only five years old okay so <laughs> I, I I I couldn't remember that much but I I remember my dad told my mom that yo we we are from the north so we have to vote for the northern people right you know yeah. like something like that and and. They vow for like the new politics that haven't haven't been like something like that before, you know. Like so, a lot of policemen goes for Taksin because Taksin was mm. a former policeman. Exactly. Yeah. You know, like and then so like, there was like a big identity politics aspect to this, right? Yes. 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 Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely right. You're definitely right because um, he he got a lot from the north and the northeastern, but but back mm. then he has have he haven't haven't even played the populist. Politics, right. yes, you know, like yeah. back then he he wasn't he wasn't go and eat, you know, dinner with the villagers like, mm. you know, like batu, like the fish, the fried yeah. fish, the small one, yeah, the you know, ones, like yeah. yeah, that 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 one was was a village, uh, food, not for. And I heard that shit gives you cancer, but yeah, go on. <laughs> yeah, you know, like that thing, you know, and he tried to be down earth with those people, you know, ride a motorcycle, yeah. you know, like those things. But that was later. This was just pure yeah. Politics, it was like right? pure, pure policies. Yeah, yeah, pure policy. So can you imagine in the next four year when they get reelected, like no one, you know, like this is the first government ever that that has been in power in full term without like any coup or any well, designation. Let's, I wanted to get onto that. So let's talk yeah. about what actually happened while he was in power. So I just mm-hmm. want to like throw out some of the policies, mm-hmm. um, starting with economic policies. So uh, you mentioned the village managed uh, microcredit development mm-hmm. funds. Th- those are really important because it's very rare that you get any decentralized policies from Bangkok to the rest of mm-hmm. the country. And right. this was kind of grants you know, relatively small, uh, but significant in some communities, grants, which were the communities were allowed to spend however they wanted, which, you know, mm-hmm. I think that's a great policy. Mm-hmm. Um, there were low, very low interest, like meaningless interest uh, agricultural loans, which is also very important for the farming vote. Um, there was just like the direct injection of cash into village developmental funds. That was mm-hmm. a SML scheme, right? Mm-hmm. Um it was massive infrastructure development. So he invested, uh, I've got it 
somewhere here. Yeah, 50 billion US dollars in infrastructure, mm-hmm. which is quite astonishing. And again, like a lot of that is outside of Bangkok, which mm-hmm. historically has not been invested in. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also OTOP, uh, one Tambon, one product, yeah. which is, I, I never really understood the significance of, of OTOP. Be uh, because you know when it is a centralized state, you know everything has been produced at somewhere. You know maybe not in Bangkok, maybe in Rayong, maybe in maybe in a factory somewhere in in Lampung, Chiang Mai. You know and and they distribute it, and the people in 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 the local area like uh, in in Tambon, Tambon is mean like the, a yeah. district, like sub district. Sub-district. Yeah. Uh, they they don't have any product of their own, so they have like right. less money and they have to buy an, an expensive stuff from 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 the big ah, company. So it was about so localizing production. Localizing things. So he gave right. one million one million for for, for Tambon. Um, maybe um maybe one million not not Tambon Muban village. You know like like yeah. Thai village is not like like in, in, in the UK. It's like a very yeah. small one with, with the leader of the village. Um, yeah. they said like Puyai Ban, you know like Yeah. You've heard the of that village that, leader. Yeah the village leader or something like that. So they give like one million to one one village. You know, like design one your own product. Baht, you mean. One million baht, yeah. Not not yeah. US dollar. That's too much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like uh, one million baht. It, it's like 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 what? Like thirty thirty thousand dollars? Yeah, a lot, a lot. Yeah, and I yeah. guess that also helps to like diversify the economy as well and kind of yeah. spread the wealth a bit, right? And also that would help keep people in the local areas and it means they don't have to go to the big cities for work, which I'm sure right. would be greatly appreciated. So, so you built your own product. Anything, yeah. anything you can from your local materials, from your local wisdom. This is very important. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. let your wisdom out. You know, like so. And then, like, he create a market in every in every tambon, every sub district, mm. so people can exchange things from their local. So, so this is not only the mechanism that he used for, uh, for 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 his election. Not not in the past that. Uh, the government always used these like a uh, village leader mechanism to buy votes, you know, to put yeah, the literally, away. yeah, literally. But 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 maybe Taxi does too, you know, who knows, right? But well, maybe it, we can get into that, yeah, yeah. Later. <laughs> but 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 not not only with the money, because yeah, through policy, yeah, but but through policy and people happy about that, and maybe vote buying is becoming Thailand's uh, political culture, so. Whether yeah. you're giving money or not, they still go toward someone they like mm-hmm. anyway. So exactly. this is not empirical data, so we, we cannot determine what is right and what is wrong. But, you know, like I, I would like to add, you know, from you might call it like leftist perspective, but uh, Taksin, maybe he conduct uh, a policies like your universal health care or a village loan, you know, SML, small mm-hmm. and medium loan, you know. Uh, maybe this is like it. It looks like it's kind of decentralized policy, but mm-hmm. the thing that is being emerged is maybe in the textbook it called petty bourgeoisie. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, like like the so same. So this is like this. This was his kind of thing, right? It was like I'm going to make people little entrepreneurs. You know. Yeah. Like on one side, it kind of sounds like quite leftist decentralization, yeah. but then at the other time, when you look in at it quite. In, in more detail, it kind yeah. of, yes, it's creating this entrepreneur class from the former, typically peasant rural yeah, so, class. So poor people is not only a working class, but at the same time, they were little entrepreneur. Yeah. So they have two stands, not 
a working class, so they will not, you know, like Marx said, like be in a union to fight together. But mm. <laughs> you know, they are capitalists at the same time and also a working class. So you know, it, it's like, you know, it, it's like the status that they, they cannot move it's a anyway. Sus. Yeah. Um, so I just wanted to talk about some of the. Oh yeah, sorry. Also, one more thing: there were a bunch of uh, free trade agreements with other countries like mm-hmm. China and Brazil, and this was quite a big deal. Mm-hmm. And I want to talk about the effects this had more generally on the Thai economy because GDP grew from f- about five trillion in two thousand and one to seven trillion in two thousand and six, which is quite astonishing. Isan um, income rose by forty six percent between two thousand one and two thousand six, which is incredible. Um, nationwide poverty fell by 10%. Uh, Thailand repaid all of its debts to the IMF two years ahead of schedule. The stock exchange repeatedly outperformed other markets in the region, which it mm-hmm. wasn't supposed to. And also after the the fiscal deficits from 2001 and two, taxing completely balanced the books. He balanced the national budgets mm-hmm. um, and then had a surplus in 2003, 2004, five. Um, Oh, what else? Oh, yeah. Also, public sector debt fell from fifty-seven percent of GDP in two thousand one to forty-one percent in two thousand six. So, I mean, this is this is this is an economic miracle. In, mm-hmm. in, in everyone can agree, right? Whether mm-hmm. they, you think it was like uh, appropriate or not, or he did it the wrong way or not. I mean, in in capitalist terms, this was an mm-hmm. economic miracle. Mm-hmm. Right. Sure. Because like. There, there was a word from from Pastor Pong Pai Chit. She said like Thailand boom and bust. You know, it it, yeah. it was boom before the nineteen ninety seven. It was bust in nineteen ninety seven and afterward. And then like Thaksin makes it boom again. And who knows? Like, and in the region in Southeast Asian region, they were like all busted. But 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 Thaksin make Thailand boom. So they they would name him like a knight, like the uh, like a third wave knight. Yeah, 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 and I yeah, think this is something like I wanted to bring up, which is that he also did a lot of privatization of nationalized industries, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And this is a real third wave kind of kind of policy. In in some ways, it almost seemed to me a bit like Thatcheris- Thatcherism, in that mm-hmm. he managed to get this big economic bounce. Mm-hmm. But I and you know invest he did invest a lot in like infrastructure and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. I think a lot of it was he was able to do that from. The privatization money made the short-term money made mm-hmm. from privatization. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So uh, some company has turned it. Some not not some company. Some uh, government uh, unit has turned to state enterprise. Like like yeah. you were mentioned TOT before, and yeah. the the uh, the electric thing. You know. The electrical the electric companies. Yeah, electrical yeah. company. So like that. That's why. Uh, Thai Airways people and electric companies people and TOT people hate Taksin so much because like he he privatized their company. It makes right. them less stable with, with their bonus, with their uh, welfare and things. You know, so that was the beginning of the of of Taksin's downfall mm-hmm. because like he 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 was doing too much. For himself, like don't piss off the middle class. If don't piss off the middle in Bangkok class as well. You know? Yeah, piss off the middle class yeah. in Bangkok and and you know like the the villager from 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 the suburb, you know, from the rural area was not always in the stable because they were also a little entrepreneur. They mm. were not 
a working class mm. and, and you don't pay them a good deal of the welfare as well. So you only have the universal health care. That was the uh, only so thing that you give to people. Yeah, let's quickly mention that. You know, there was a, it was it's not quite universal healthcare, but it's very close to universal healthcare. It's a thirty baht program. Yeah. So what that is is like the maximum amount of money you'll ever pay at the hospital is thirty baht. Yeah. So is thirty? How much is thirty baht for our Farang listeners? That's like less than a dollar, right? So it's a dollar. It's a now. dollar. Okay. It's a dollar. Um, like half pound something. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so that that increased uh, healthcare access in the country um, from 76% of the population to 96. So pretty much covered everybody other than those living in incredibly remote areas. Yeah, And and that's also the capitalist way of thinking because like, yeah, he he wants not universal. Yeah, he he wants people to feel like they participate, Mm, mm, you know, mm, like mm. only 30 baht, anybody can buy it. But, you know, if it's free, it's not a handout. Yeah, it's not a handout. You just pay, but you pay a little. That's participation. Engagement. It is so fucking clever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we've got to talk on the about the war on drugs because mm-hmm. this is for me the mm-hmm. nastiest, the yes. nastiest element to tax in. We, we've away. kind of covered the, if you like, good stuff, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, this is pretty brutal. So there was a massive rise in drug use after the Tom Yong Gung crash that we mentioned before. As you can imagine, once the economy tanks, drug use always goes up. And Taksin made this campaign to, quote, rid every square inch of the country of drugs in three months. And um, I mean, I think the best comparison would be Duarte in the Philippines Mm. recently. Mm. Like it was a very similar kind of situation. So he increased the severity of punishments for drug offenses and basically hyped up all of these police local police commanded like really hyped them up like Mm. he gave them like uh, arrest quotas and Mm. stuff like that and when you have arrest quotas high arrest quotas as well he just flooded the prisons with very very low level uh drug users or just people who got caught up who Mm. had nothing to do with anything Mm. and then there was also the according to human rights watch as well uh, apparently there were 2,275 people who were extrajudiciary. Oh, fuck, I hate that word. Extrajudiciarily. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Extrajudicially executed. Yeah. Extrajudicially. So, yeah, something like... God damn it. Yeah. Something too much. Okay. <laughs> I, know, this is, I don't want to laugh because this is very sad and very evil and very no, tragic. No worries. But yeah, two, 2,275 people were killed mm-hmm. approximately, you know, um, yes. according to Human Rights Watch uh, during this crackdown. And... This is interesting because really, I think this targeted the underclass. So those who literally do not vote, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. They do, but, but, but sometimes like, uh, like the, even in, in, in the South, Tak Bai. Right. Well, we can talk about, I was going to, yeah, Tak okay. Bai is next on my list. Okay. <laughs> um, do you mind if I go on a little bit about this? Sure. No worries. Go on. Because like I have this, I don't know, I might be completely wrong about this, but I have this theory that like, there is this mentality about working class working working class families so those not mm-hmm. on welfare or not on much welfare and mm-hmm. you know this this concept of look hey i work i i you know and then there are these people below me who mm-hmm. who are making society worse who are taking drugs who are committing crimes and i'm poor they're poor but they're the ones who aren't being poor in the right way that i agree with and this seems like it was a punitive measure on them which would win some support from his base which was that working working class and am uh, I right? This is, I haven't read this anyway, so just a theory. Uh, 
Yeah, it's kind of right, but 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 it's not from 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 the poor people. You know, it's from the middle class people. That that perspective, like you know, there were there were okay. poor people who commit crime, who selling drugs, and they make the society worse. You know, but but not from but not from like the working working class. Okay. That that's what I believe. You know, like I I was not sure too because like you know, I think you, I think I don't know. I'm just going off like my own experiences. I think in 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 the Western country, especially on Europe, you know, there there were that kind of problem. Like because mm. I maybe maybe it it's about the identity issue as well. Like okay, yeah, absolutely. I, I'm poor, but I'm white. But you're poor, but you're black. You know, like you're yellow. Yeah. You know, something like that. But but in Thailand, in Thailand, like maybe you're like Chinese. You know, like mm. <laughs> but 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 not much on the discrimination like that. Mm. Not not the systematic discrimination. So maybe mm. maybe they are, but 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 they're less. Mm. That's what happened. Um, I was wondering, in do you remember this drugs crackdown? Like, do you remember the atmosphere around it or anything like that? Uh, I saw him on TV, and he's he was using it with uh, in the education as well. You know, I remember that I draw a picture like a. Like a, 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 my art teacher told me to draw like a ghost picture with a drug, you know, like and tell us oh. that you will become a ghost if you sell drug and and use drug, and you know try to make art everywhere about you know like a if you use you die if you sell you're in jail you know something right. like that you know like a there, there there was a motto about that like you know like kind of. Die because of drug. Drug, drug is bad, mm. you know. And and the most important uh, motto is love king, take care of your family, and fight drugs. You know, mm-hmm. you know, like three elements of 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 Thailand back then in that time. I mean, so, was this like a manufactured moral panic? Um, yeah, kind of, kind of. Mm-hmm. Like there weren't like from your I don't know like I'm just I'm just trying to get a sense anecdotally like were there masses of like junkies on the streets and stuff like this or or, or was it just kind of hyped up by the by the media? Mm. Um, but maybe I live in the urban area, so I, I don't I don't see that much. But maybe in okay. in 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 the in the more of the rural area, you know, maybe I I mm. I'm not living I was not living in a Bangkok. Those days, but I still live in the urban area of my province. Mm. So maybe the the very rural rural area, maybe they are. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. okay. Maybe they are. Um, I also uh, wanted to mention you and I were talking about the United Nations investigation into this, mm-hmm. and there was that big um, slogan. What was it? Like UN is not my father. Yeah, Taksin said UN is not my father. <laughs> UN, UN is not my getting, father. Getting kind of mad at him for you know killing low-level drug users for yeah. no reason. Yeah, that's right. And uh, there was, there was this, uh, supposed to be this big UN inquiry. Right? Yeah. I, I can't remember how it ended up. Yeah, so it, it, it just like, he, he just said, UN is not my father. Because when, in Thai, in Thai language, when, when you said someone is not my father, it's like, I don't care, you know, who the yeah. hell are you to, to, to tell me what to do, you know, to teach me, you know. It's not my father, because like Thai, Thai people worship their father and mother, right? Yeah, it's something like that, and it it just ended up like uh he he has the low like r- level and ranking of the uh of being democratic, you know, like mm. his government has been accused for like uh, authoritarian, 
you know, like yeah. and and the word police state has been used in 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 the news headline back then at that mm. time. And and you 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 know Hugo, the the singer, the singer, uh, yeah. the singer he he's he has comment back then about about Thaksin that now our state is like a police state it is not lively you know like and then later on the uh, Pantamit uh, yellow shirt protest you know which mm-hmm. will go on next that he joined the Pantamit once when and I was going to say yeah he's a Salim or he yeah. was a Salim yeah yeah, yeah. So, and then he, he later he said he disagreed because of the coup and things you know mm-hmm. and, and, and that's well, that that actually happened to quite a lot of people, to be fair. Yeah. But, um, yeah. yeah well, well, that that's that's for next episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just wanted to mention one more thing about the war on drugs, and we will get back to it in a bit more detail. But uh, Rama Nine King Pumipon was very supportive of the policy, if I recall, um, which I think is quite significant. So the other thing we really have to talk about is how Taxin's administration treated the Deep South, so the Patani Naratiwat Yala region, and um, th- this was this is really the the mass resurgence of violence in the region, mm-hmm. which started in around two thousand and one, mm-hmm. and. I would say that, this, like, like you just described, you know, Taksim was seen as quite an authoritarian, quite a police state kind of guy. You know, I'm mm-hmm. sure people in the south, in the deep mm-hmm. south, would concur with that. Um, they were really, really th- these kind of insurgent, and, and at the time they weren't so insurgent as as compared to later. It was it was a relatively. Am I right in this? It was like a relatively small uprising in 2001 when it started, but it was punished very brutally. Uh you know, compared to to later, I mean, yeah, yes, but exactly. but but there were a conflict in in the deep south, like sure, sure, like sure. way before. But but uh, I but think I think Taksin made it worse, to be honest. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. He he admits it. You know, yeah. he he himself admits it that at first he 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 was informed about something happens in the south, and he he was on the media, and he said like those were you know like scumbag or something like don't get job, you know like like low class yeah. terrorists something like that and he was like okay like let's fight them and uh one of his uh one of his soldier back then fired an rpg into a masjid so, you know yeah, yeah you know like that's uh, a mosque and, by the way if you yeah and that, yeah sorry and <laughs> he okay. he he was like uh you know i i didn't I didn't order that action, but you know, like who he created the culture under which that action was <laughs> going to happen. You know, yeah, um, right. the conditions, rather, I should say, mm-hmm, as a good mm-hmm. Marxist. Um, so there were a few kind of important incidents. There was a storming of Kruse Mosque mm-hmm. in Patani, mm-hmm. uh, and that that was like I think there was like a there was an attack by the insurgents, and then they fled back to the mosque, and mm-hmm. they were hiding out in the mosque, and then the the local police or military commander sent the sent the guns blaze sent people in guns blazing and mm-hmm. everybody wound up dead it was a really bloody incident which mm-hmm. led to the takbai incident which we've also oh, also we've discussed all of this stuff on our uh, mm-hmm. patani episode which you should all mm-hmm. go and listen to mm-hmm. oh with your yeah um, oh i should bleep that um so yeah uh, there was attacked by i can't remember how many people died it was around 80 right and that was, it was a lot. It was uh, a lot. A protest, a peaceful protest at a police station, and the police broke up the protest. Mass arrested a couple hundred people. Mm. Some of them they threw in trucks on top of each other like sardines, and a bunch suffocated. And some others were left tied up on the beach, and the tide came in and they drowned. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and I'm pretty sure no one was ever charged for mm-hmm, mm-hmm, those killings. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, there was also uh, just just another example of some of the persecution of Muslims in the Deep South. Uh, Muslim lawyer Somchai Nilapajit uh, mm-hmm. was disappeared. Mm-hmm. Um, he was abducted and killed by the police for his role, yeah. you know, defending alleged insurgents mm-hmm. who had been tortured. So, so there was this kind of like culture of really strong repression in the deep yeah. south brutal and strong repression and it elevates the conflict in the south yeah. as well absolutely you know? and and yeah yeah and everybody knows that it, it gets worse because of his policy styling mm-hmm. you know and then even after he's gone things calm down a bit yeah you know? things, so. things come down badly and and you know like the his opposition you know like uh like uh the thai democratic party and even yeah. the the military coup like after 2014 you know he mm-hmm. they didn't handle it well you know that well they handled they, it they better than taxin yeah but it gets worse you know yeah yeah <laughs> yeah you could you could say um, that 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 maybe maybe it's better than taxin at that time for sure at least i mean it's still I, look it's obviously horrific as well but it's mm-hmm. not taxin was really awful to yeah yeah stuff. yeah and you know what is you know they they i don't know if i want to bring pure like um i don't know machiavellian politics into this but i think for him the people in the deep south were quite a decent punching bag or like a mm-hmm. boogeyman or something like that because they were so distant from his base of support i mean if you look at the map where mm-hmm. tyrak tai was successful there are no tyrak tai in red right or the other so there's there's no red dots in the south you mm-hmm. know particularly in the deep south he mm-hmm. had no support down there anyway so um i don't think he would gain much by making peace because there's also this rise of islamophobia at the time internationally yeah. which spreads into thailand because you know this is post 9-11 yes um, so i think this is quite significant you know and and also on that we should mention that he also sent troops to iraq not many but he did send troops right right because of his friend you know yeah in the u.s his good friends in the carlisle yeah. group yeah right <laughs> So something else we have to talk about is his relationship with the military and the monarchy. I don't think we want to talk about his relationship with Rama 9, Bumipon, too much, although they were very friendly at the beginning. I remember talking to a friend of mine who says, like, they're, they're a bit older and they, was, they were probably around, like, 14, 15. They, they remember seeing Taksin and Bumipon together on television and thinking, like, Oh, thank God! Everything's going to be okay in the country for my future. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. God, they didn't know what's coming. But um, there was this kind of sense of unity between the royalist camp and this reformist at the time. You know, Taksin mm-hmm. camp mm-hmm. at first, anyway. And um, I think another thing to remember is uh, Taksin was very friendly towards Rama Ten, who is the current king, Pajula Longkorn. Mm-hmm. Um, Famously, he, he buddied up really tightly to him, um, envisioning a kind of future as Bumipon was very elderly at the time. Um, uh, we don't want to get into this too much for fear of going to prison. So let's uh, let's expand it a little bit. I, I know you wanted to say something about his relationship with the military. Uh, yes, because uh, he has uh, like a cousin, you know, like uh, as, as I mentioned before that he, he was in the armed um, Force preparatory school, you know, like pre-cadet school, and he mm-hmm. has a lot of friends, so he has his connection. So when he becomes the prime minister, he just want to stabilize his position, right? So he 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 brought his friend uh, into the into the big like um, 
a key person in in the army, navy, and air force. So uh, he he is the tenth, uh, like what do you what do you call it? Maybe a class of of the. It's like a tenth class. You know, like when, when the first one, they don't call it by year. It's not like in the UK that you oh, say okay. like class of 2017, not like that. But it's no, like, no, no. like the 10th, 10th generation of the class, you know, so ah, like year okay. 10, you know, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, so, so he brought he, his school buddy who's yeah, now he, a military big shot into the... Mm-hmm. So, yeah. but everything should go on as a plan. But before he got coup in... In 2006, right? Spoiler alert, uh, yeah. Yeah, and he he brought uh, General Sonti Bundyalatkalin, the mm-hmm. different Sonti uh, from the Yeah, different Sonti. Yeah. Different Sonti. And, and because uh, General Sonti uh, is Muslim, so he mm-hmm. believes that uh, he, he, will, he will use uh, General Sonti as a Muslim to, to ease the conflict in the Deep South. That's, mm. that's what he believes. And... He he doesn't know that, he, you know. I, I I would not use the word betrayed because you know, like <laughs> mostly things in Thai politics has been set up, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he knows that he's gonna be cool, but he he tried to fight anyways, but but it, it's not working out. So it just like I, I think so. people really need to go back and listen to the other episode you were mm-hmm. on with us about the military to kind of get the sense of this. There's always this power play between any elected. Mm-hmm government and the military mm-hmm. and the threat the guillotine of the coup guillotine is always like hanging ready yeah. to do drop down yeah. and um i think it, yeah and taxin was the first guy to see out a full term as yeah. an elected prime minister without being couped so he was very in in that sense he was very successful in yeah, dealing with the military successful. for his first first term um so maybe it's a it, it's like a turning point you know, it's like the, well, people the, thought it was. You know, the, like at the time, you know, the, the people one were last like, wow. thing. Yeah, the, he he did many things that displeased Thai elites and conservatives, right? Like uh, try to decentralize power from Bangkok to uh, you know to yeah. the rural Rules. area to uh, have the healthcare policy like a SME loan and everything, and that was terrible for Thai elites. But yeah, but. For the military, uh, he put his cousin to be the army chief. That's that that was out, you know. That was crossing the line for um, mm. maybe the uh, you know General Brahm Dinsulanon. He he was like yeah. the the uh, the big army in the country, and there was a rumor mm. that uh, every time you put someone into the army chief position, that you have to consult him, and Taksin did not. So uh-huh. that was like uh, the, 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 the turning point, like the... Uh, well, I think this mm-hmm. is something we got to get onto, which is how the right wing perceived him. Um, mm-hmm. And I mean, I, 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 I can't, you know, people talk about like these political divides and the animosity between them and how, you know, how much, you know, liberals in America hated Trump or how much conservatives in mm-hmm. America hate Biden or whatever. The, the disgust from the Thai elite towards taxin is i would say well even above that hatred of trump like they despised him with all of their soul mm-hmm. sure but, sure because because it's it's not only the thing that that they lose their privilege or benefits but there there were some kind of you know media civil society that tried to 
demonize him like you said before like mm. see him as an evil you know and mm. and even thailand has has the uh, uh, a very very strong beliefs about about how things were you know if they see someone as an evil they're gonna try to explain that he was some kind of evil in the last life you know in, literally yeah. yeah in the myth of thailand and he was reborn again as toxic yeah. and you have to kill yeah. him you have to get rid of him in any ways you know his family and his stuff so but you know it's kind of ironic because the last famous guy called taxin who ruled thailand as well was a king who went mad and they had to get rid of him so there's also this weird oh, kind of thing hanging oh, out oh yeah king 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 taxin yeah yeah that they're, they're pronounced quite quite similar i know but yeah, yeah you, you know, know like like yeah something like that something like that yeah. so and it was coincident or or maybe it's just a conspiracy theory that you know like king 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 taxin was was gone mad you know and then yeah. like okay because this guy named closely to king taxin so he's yeah. taxin so he's it's a bad guy too you have to literally I, i've literally yeah. heard this kind of shit before you know yeah like like okay yeah. king taxin may get reborn as taxin like you know like and, and he has basically the same name so it must yeah. be true. yeah that's right so so that i, I think that's that's one reason that why that's why conservative in Thailand hates Thaksin think, so much um, more than like American hates Trump. Yeah, Biden. I think like <laughs> even in an, in another sense, like there was this kind of perception that when he sort of even in the first election and the second, he he gave these policies for the rural working class, and and that was seen as like cheating. Like oh no that's not fair you're not allowed to do that you're not allowed to you're you're just you're buying they they would say you know vote buying they sometimes they meant it literally but at the beginning they they didn't they meant like oh you're just buying them votes by giving them stuff they want and it's like that's how democratic politics works guys you know <laughs> but they they really saw it as cheating you mm -hmm, know mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. that that wasn't a fair thing to do mm -hmm. to gain votes by being yeah. popular and giving policies that people wanted uh, don't don't say it out loud you're breaking liberal people's heart <laughs> you know but like there don't there really the was there really was this this fury at him for bringing this rural poor voice into mm -hmm. politics or bringing this rural poor people into the political spectrum at all they mm -hmm. they really despise that and they still do for mm -hmm. you know other mm -hmm. people who try and do the same thing yeah 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 right right so yeah yeah it's kind of that so yeah. um and and that should kind of bring us on to the 2005 re-election and yeah. uh, uh oh what's happened uh taxin has got an even bigger win uh mm -hmm. no less the biggest win uh, for any political party in Thai history, he absolutely, mm -hmm. or Thai Rak Thai absolutely swept pretty much the entire country. Um, so, like, I'm looking at the map now, and it looks like every, pretty much everything above Pachuap Kirikan is red, mm -hmm. other than, I think that's Tak, and then, mm. I don't know, a couple other spots. Like, I think there's, like, five non-Thai Rak Thais in everywhere north of Kitty Cat, which is like the vast majority <laughs> of the country, right? Yeah, um, so yeah. like he absolutely swept swept the opposition away mm -hmm. in the in the elections. And and uh, and you know, like we said before, this economic recovery that I spoke about at the beginning when we were talking about his policies, that mm -hmm. really was was behind that, right? Yeah. That that was behind that and at the uh populist politics that he's been played to you know like a, a word right. like i give it all to you i belong to you or you know this is this is 
very touchy. I am the mechanism which can translate the will of the people into state action. You know, well, words like this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, words like this. And he go down like uh, riding motorcycle with the people, you know, eating dinners, mm-hmm. eat that small mm-hmm. fish, fried fish, you know. And when, when there was a, a chicken uh, disease, like a mm-hmm. H, H5N1 something, you know. Yeah, yeah he, a bird flu. Yeah, he just go to KFC and buy chicken and eat them in front of the camera, in front of people, yeah. you know, like so people can be confident that, okay, I can still eat chicken if it's fried. You know, so it's like that. So he give confidence to the people that makes stability. And then uh, more, more than that, you know, on the bad side of, of the maturity, like over maturity wins that uh, uh, the, the opposition cannot put on the non-confidential uh, uh, discussion on on the parliament because they don't have enough of the MPs, mm. you know. So, so so wait, can I just ask about his uh, populism? Uh, did 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 he ever speak in like uh, Kamueng or Lao or anything like that? Yeah, yeah, he speaks the northern language, Kamueng, and he would do he, it like publicly. Yeah, publicly when he went back to Chiang Mai. So he said, I like, mean, that would be so endearing to people. Yes, yeah. yes, like Chiang Mai still red. Until today, you know, you yeah, see that yeah. taxi in Chiang Mai, it's still red yeah. because it the is red. Yeah. yeah, it's funny, like, um, when there's been some protests I've gone to in Chiang Mai, you know, mm-hmm. I I talk to my neighbor and, and she and I'm like, oh, I'm a little bit nervous or something. And she's like, oh, don't worry, all the police in Chiang Mai are red shirts, you'll be fine. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, and, and, and they try to penetrate that for now, you know, now, mm-hmm. but, but, but it's not really working out, but, but, but still. You know, we can get like, into it. Yeah. So he just won this massive, massive majority, um, up the populism, gotten even more popular, mm-hmm. great economic recovery or whatever, however you want to describe capitalist economics, great, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is now, I'm going to talk about this because I think you don't particularly want to. Um, mm-hmm. There is this strained relationship growing with King Bumipon Adunya Dead. And... Um, this has always been the rumor. I don't know how much truth there is, but supposedly this huge growth in popularity for Taksin worried the king. And he was worried, supposedly, that people were loving Taksin more than him, you know? No, no comment. I don't know. No comment. Okay. <laughs> See, like, I... Whatever. All right. Um, so things started to get a bit... Techi and on the 20th of July, uh, 2006, around 100 middle-ranking army officers who were supposedly supporters of Taksin were reassigned by high army command. You can see where this is going. Mm-hmm. And then um, another army commander gave this interview where he said that Thai politics was below standard and the kingdom's leadership was weak, which is a bit ridiculous seeing as, you know, mm-hmm. it's just won this huge majority. Um, and he also said, you know, this isn't a real democracy, it's a false democracy, um, probably because of this like vote buying thing I mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. And um, and then in August 2006, reports start coming in of, you know, tanks coming into Bangkok just around the outskirts and the military are saying, oh, no, it's just a scheduled exercise, stuff like this. And then in September, there's this really kind of weird deep state kind of story. Um, I mean, there was probably an assassination attempt. Um Mm. So the police, who were more on the kind of tax inside than the military, they arrested five members of Thai counterinsurgency squad. 
Um, mm. And uh, because and one of the officers had a bomb in a car and was going to blow up Taksin, right? Yeah. Um, and those guys were released after the mm. military took charge. So I'm right. just throwing that out there. And then, um, and then, on the nineteenth day of the ninth month of the Buddhist year two thousand five hundred and forty-nine, at nine thirty p.m., I just want to point out how that's all like, you know, superstitious. Good luck, right? Mm -hmm. um, uh, at nine thirty p.m., Channel Five ceased scheduled programming and aired songs written by King Bumipon. At eleven p.m., the channel came back on air, and Miss Asia. 1987 announced that the military and the police had Bangkok and the surrounding areas under their control. Um, so that's kind of where we're up to. Should we, uh, should we call it a day and come back to it next week? Or do you, do you actually, do you want to say like, do you remember the coup? Yeah, I do. I, I was sitting on the TV and I saw exactly what you just said, you know, like the blue screen and then like a, a general Sunti comes and then like, uh, telling people about how non-democratic this country is and the <laughs> well, <now> is, yeah. <laughs> So we should probably call it a day, but I just wanted to say like this is really not the end of Texan's story by any means. This is that was really chapter maybe one and two. And uh, we'll do chapters three and four mm -hmm. next week, which would be the, the red shirts, the yellow shirts, and then Ying Luck, his sister, NPC Frey. So, um, Gong, yeah. thank you very much. Yeah, my pleasure. And um, we will see you shortly. Stay tuned, listeners. Bye bye. Bye. อาคารบ้านก่อนคนจนสินทรัพย์ทุกคนแปลงเป็นทุนได้หัวหน้าพรรคไทยรักไทยจะสร้างความแข็งแกร่งให้กับประเทศชาติและประชาชนจะลดรายจ่ายเพิ่มรายได้ขยายโอกาสให้ประชาชนผมเริ่มต้น